0: She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray.
1: Hi, welcome, welcome to Live, Love, Thrive Women's Empowerment Hour brought to you by 360karma.com. We're happy to have you with us today. We hope you're joining the conversation of empowerment on our podcast. 360 Karma Facebook. Be sure to like us and follow us, of course, at My360Karma on Twitter and Instagram. As always, we have on fascinating and inspiring guests. And today we have on one of the stars of a new program on stars called Vita, which is fantastic. You must catch it. Please give a warm welcome to my guest, Sarah Enzo Did Hello. I get the name right? Yes. Okay. yes. So wonderful. Thank
0: you so much. <laughs> wow,
1: well, it, it's a beautiful okay. name. Uh, well, thank where you. Where's that from? Where
0: are you from? Well, that's Basque. So it's a Basque last name. My My uh-huh. father. On my father's side, he decided to take on his gra- his fo- his mother's last name, which is my grandmother, um, and uh, le- you know, and that's that was very interesting. Yeah, I was like, okay, and that's just where it came from, and I kept it. I was like, I- I'm going to keep it. And your agent <laughs> didn't try to get you to go with
1: Smith or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, in the beginning, I even was like, you know, uh,
0: you know, at first it was like, well, what are they going to, you know, what if I can get some name that's a little bit easier, you know, to pronounce, and, and I just was like, no you know what, I'm going to keep it because it's a name that people will remember when they see it. It's true. And it yeah. also keeps me on my toes and fire up my butt, you know?
1: I know because it kept me they... on my toes. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> like, How do
0: you pronounce this? And it's like, you
1: know. Well, it's... I love it. and Thank And you. I think you're a very gifted actor, oh, um, and I know you consider yourself a non-binary actor, so we're going to oh, talk about okay. that and what that means, and um, Uh, You know, and I think there's a wonderful niche for you right now, too, with the way the world is changing and learning to accept that um, the spectrum of people is not, uh, so to speak, black and white. You know, there's a spectrum. And so that we need to celebrate that and embrace that and understand it. I think it's a big part of understanding it that, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't really go by he or she. You go by they or them. And that's something new for people to to grasp and be able to put into their thoughts and their vocabulary to respect you, mm-hmm. um, even you. in in Hollywood, as you're this up and coming rising star. Um, and and by the way, Vita is an excellent program. Boy, it really just took me in, and I was like, this is a great show. I, I smell a Emmy Award there for you. Well, uh, thank you. Yeah. I'll put that out there. Yeah, let's put it out there. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's very <laughs> engrossing, and I definitely recommend people to tune in. Um, thank you. And we're going to talk a little bit about what it's about, but first I wanted to talk about your journey to mm-hmm. how you got to be this <laughs> successful actress, actor. Do you go by actor or actress? Well,
0: um, it's interesting because I technically go by actor, you know. Yes. Um, it's gender neutral, and uh, it's something that I always said You know, you never ask the doctor or differentiate with the doctress with the doctor. So I said, why should an actor be any different? And so um, that's how I've always been. Um, But in the category as, as, uh, you know, that I'm in as Best Supporting Actress, um, because there is a lot of of education still left to be, uh, you know, soaked in uh, through the media and through how, you know, these dialogues that we're having. um, Because a lot of times you don't get it when you're in school. And I sure didn't, sure is... Sure, did not learn it in school. I learned yeah. it through my community and my friends.
1: Yeah, even the thing—I um, don't know how you feel about this, but uh, gay and lesbian—I never even understood why we separated. Uh, men and women that are mm-hmm. gay. I just figured everybody's gay, so even in that <laughs> conversation, in that conversation, I didn't understand separating this, the genders. But mm-hmm. um, and you say there's a difference between um, gender and sexuality, and I think yes. there's been a lot of conversation around that. Mm-hmm. People understanding that the way one feels has nothing to do with who they prefer to be with sexually. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's something definitely that I think people can look at me, or even in your. Um, how do you identify?
1: I identify as gay, uh-huh. and I have a wife. Yeah, but you gender- just got married. Yay! Oh, congratulations! <laughs> thank you. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, thank oh, you. Oh, sweet. Um, um, when I did, I did. In fact, I did a film twelve years ago called "I Can't Marry You," mm-hmm. and it was about how gay people couldn't get married. And it, it it blows me away that today it is legal and we can. And right. love is love, and people are starting to open up and grasp that there is a spectrum. And, right. Uh, right. I think it's exciting the to know mm-hmm. that it's not just all black and white. No, and yeah. so and
0: also that people can look at the both of us and be like, oh, so you're the same, and we have two different, we have different identities. Exactly, and we're not, and we're not. So, and that's something that's really important to point out because if we walk on the street, people just assume we're lesbians, right? Or however, you know, I'm um, gay. Uh, however. But it is necessarily is true. It's not necessarily true. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people who are actually friends of mine who are trans men or non-binary folks who actually go out with cis men. Yeah. Who go out with men. Yeah. Uh, and 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 so it's not necessarily something that you know you walk around and someone can point and be like that person's in the community. You know, we're just like taught. We're not really taught and to differentiate the difference between gender, gender expression, or you know, sexual identities. Um you know so it's yeah. it's not something that we go and we say well hi my name is said and i am heterosexual yeah. like that's always the default that people always you know you know go to to like, explain it to explain and stuff, you know like,
1: it's good if we um have this conversation and uh teach children at a young age as mm-hmm. they come up through the ranks that there is you know um A spectrum, and so if they learn grow up learning that, the world's going to change and be more receptive and open. And uh, don't you think? If we oh yeah, absolutely. It starts at that level. Absolutely. If you talk
0: about even sexuality and even just being open with who Mm -hmm. we are, um, then it's definitely teaches Mm -hmm. by example, you know. And I think that's the most important.
1: And the biggest fallacy that uh, misconception that people have is that if you have this conversation with children, Mm -hmm. that they're going to become something they're not. But the actuality is it allows them to become exactly who they are. Yes. And that's the beautiful part about having this conversation. Mm -hmm. Just like when they would say having the conversation with children about gay people in general was influencing them to be gay not the case mm-hmm. it's just that if they are then it opens the door for them to feel okay about it and that goes for the whole spectrum
0: yeah and also to not like uh, you know uh be cruel or try to make people feel bad when they are right queer, or if a male that's that's supposed to be acting masculine acts feminine or when oh a girl acts masculine and does right. masculine things right it's a way to embrace it instead of it to be this traumatizing experience that later it's like this ripple effect that happens and it doesn't help anybody at all.
1: And the funny thing is uh, people, uh, if they would understand that expanding it and accepting people exactly as they are, there's such a joyful celebration in Mm -hmm. that to realize that everybody is different and we don't have to all be the same and to embrace our differences Mm -hmm. rather than, Think that everyone has to fit into a box, which yeah. is really boring, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. But right. Um, to have the spectrum, whether it's uh, the uh, different minorities or yeah. uh, sexualities or whatever, the world is such an amazing and interesting and fascinating place when you embrace everyone. Yeah, and if yeah. we
0: get it, it's, it's like anytime I feel I get defensive on anything, it's also like looking at like, you know, within to be able to look at why am I getting? It's like a great indicator that like why is this an issue for me yeah. and it may be a deeper and a need to look deeper to look at yeah. myself uh so that i could come to terms with those things but a lot of times people just say no it's not that and their ego takes over right and it's instead of acting through ego which it's like when egos you know fight against each other or go against or even you know are sparring it's like that doesn't that usually leads to more ego and, and more down that route. So when you come with an open heart, right. you know, that's when I think you can really have more possibilities in life happen. Yeah, a more people spiritual me, place. Yeah, people yeah. ask me, like, how you get to where you're at and everything, too. And I think it also, you know, comes from, you know, uh, cultivating that space and being mm-hmm. able to, to really, like, okay, well, this is happening. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, but, but how can we... We come from from an open an open space of possibility. When you come from an open space of op- possibility, then anything could happen. Like exactly. things that you put to seed could you know sprout. I love the like, way you into, think. You know,
1: yeah that that you makes know. you such an inspiration to those up and coming actors too mm. that are looking at your career. And I want them to realize this didn't happen overnight, right. and it didn't yeah. happen without struggle. And I really respect the path that you shared with me that. you 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 didn't come with a a a lot of means to make this happen Mm -hmm. uh you were talking to me about a lot of actors put themselves in a lot of debt to even be able to go through acting uh, and get a degree which you have a degree in in the theater uh, theater right (laughs) and 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 that um that it it isn't an easy path but if you really, like you, know that this is what you're meant to do and this is what makes you happy and this is your gift, that you must do it and you mm-hmm. must give it a 100%. And that's Absolutely. what I've seen, you know, you do. That's a result mm-hmm. of you really sticking mm-hmm. with creating your own projects and, you know, and I do believe uh, there's a term that we use on uh, 360 Karma that's called create your fate. Mm-hmm. And that's what I believe we, we are meant to do is create our fate. Mm-hmm. Life's... Um, accomplishments don't happen to us. Mm-hmm. They happen from, like you said, keeping your uh, vision, keeping your eye on the vision, mm-hmm. but also taking the actions. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so right out of school, I know that you wrote your own uh, one-person mm-hmm. show, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was
0: actually not getting, like, what I wanted in television. Like, I wasn't getting cast. and certain- I was going for auditions. I got an agent in school, actually, doing a showcase, but before I graduated, like I went to six years of college before transferring to a uh, four, uh, you know, a, a four-year university. But in a year, I was able to do, um, you know, be in plays and and do that kind of thing. And then I graduated, and I thought, you know, that I was gonna be able to get cast and and shows. And then I realized that I wasn't, and also. Um, I had to learn a lot about myself as well. It was like a process of learning mm-hmm. as well as crafting my own training mm-hmm. um, to be able to get to the level that I that I needed to be to compete with other actors. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, even though I wasn't getting cast, I said, well, I want to do something, you know, because yeah. I am, I know I'm talented. I said, you know, I know I'm going to be a good actor and I know that, you know, I could write. And so why don't I okay. do what John Leguizamo does? And when I saw that there was other people doing solo shows and I said, this is what I want to do is specifically writing about my, my family and the Latinx experience because I felt a lot of times people had a disconnection or even within my own community mm-hmm. we had like this, you know, a lot of fights and struggles between our, our own and colorism and everything like that. So I, I wanted to like be able to write something that not only like it was something for me to act in but that made an impact that connected us to 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 connect us in this way that really was like um, on on a basis that I don't know, there was just like, just a dialogue, you know. Maybe in a room you're we're listening to, you're mm-hmm. watching the play, and you and you're listening to everything, and you're like, okay. And then it may it may pro- you may process whatever that may be, right? You know, who am I to say, right? But I did want like you know other people to be in a room, and I wanted it to be like this uniting or uh you know like effort of different Latinx people coming together. So I thought that was really great. And also that I didn't translate myself. You know, I mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to translate any of the Spanish that I have in my show. I want people to really appreciate the Spanish language and its beautiful uh, uh, intonations and mm-hmm. its poetry and its cadences and all these things. So I was just really, uh, that's part of what I wanted as a writer. You know, and you shared with <laughs> me
1: that you speak different dialects. Of well, Spanish. Yeah, yes. I
0: mean, I mean, I grew up with Cubans as well. Um, I grew up with my parents are, Argentinian and from Paraguay, and so um, I mainly um, picked up the Argentinian accent, um, which seemed to be what was the dominant um,
1: dialect, um, and uh, and in this show on Stars Vida. Mm-hmm. You play uh, Mexican, yes.
0: Well, it's it, it's not it? necessarily. I think, <coughs> I mean, I think it's like I'm definitely feel that the character is Chicana, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Mm-hmm. So and um, it's, let's
0: explain to people but, what that
1: means, Chicano, because yeah, a lot of
0: people don't know. Right. Yeah. So, uh, well, for myself, well, Chicana is an identity that's usually identity comes from the people that are Mexican Americans mm-hmm. that are from you know, the border areas and also within, you know, other areas that was Mexico. And so um, what happened was that in the 60s, there was um, the East L.A. walkouts, for example, Mm -hmm. were one example of it um, where the students decided that they didn't want to, you know, they wanted more out of their education than what they were given. Mm -hmm. And because they were Mexican um, and brown, um, you know, they were being... um, you know, uh, was it Marginalized. Marginalized because of it. And they were put on certain tracks that only made them be like mechanics or, you know, that kind of thing. And so they wanted more for the education that wasn't racist. And so that's where the Chicano, uh, Chicana identity, you know, emerged from is that sort of like struggle. But fight for equal rights. Mm -hmm. Specifically in education, then it became a struggle because it is brown bodies generally that are usually a target from a lot of different, like the police and these kinds of you know, mm-hmm. other issues that we find incarceration numbers in brown and black communities and that right. kind of thing. So right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so you, like,
1: like, you yeah. like participating in creating shows and being in shows that are educating people and making a difference.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when, you know, I mean, you know, you always want to be, like, in a show that is, like, about your community or about, like, oh, it's LGBTQ, you know, like, I want... You know this to to be respectful and mm-hmm. reflective in a way that would make a difference and open hearts and minds and that kind of thing. So I think that I am, you know, in this in this place where Vida came right in this time because a lot of people that are are talented and are mm-hmm. great come before this where there weren't as many roles or perhaps they're not, you know, getting the satisfaction of creating projects in the te- mm-hmm. in television. Um, mm-hmm. That are in this way, or perhaps they are, but then they're whitewashed, or they're, you know, okay. So and that go through that process, right? So, it's it's in this way that it's it's great that vida came, and I'm doing my work, and and I think because I was doing my work in the community, and uh, and also within however I could in social media and that kind of stuff. Then, you know, it was sort of like it came like this, and it mm-hmm. met, right? Uh, and I and I'm really a big believer. Just keep on doing what you're doing like keep on doing yeah don't give up don't give up and even even when i was like doing social services for hiv positive and um uh people with disabilities like it just it was like why am i doing this like i knew at the time i was like yeah you know you do love it and then you're like oh it's so much work because it is a lot of work but then it's like you know it taught me a lot yeah and 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 at least you were doing something You were it doing something. Of, it
1: leads me to where I'm supposed to be. Exactly, yeah. and he, and it's nice that you were doing something to give back in that arena too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your full time job to make these other things happen. You know, I know you were telling me you were working to, you know, rent the theater to put on your show, yeah. and and people have to realize they have to think out of the box like that. Yeah, this yeah. is before
0: like you know GoFundMe and stuff. And the thing is that there's so many artists. There's there's so many artists, especially in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So. I just did the work and I paid for it myself, you know, and I did it and I just invited people. And sometimes, like, it wasn't that expensive, but other times it was because there wasn't Go crowdsourcing at the time. Right.
1: You know, and and even that Go funding is hard to raise, but it is mm -hmm. possible and it does help a lot of shows get off the ground. Absolutely. Um, Also, From the Heart Productions is one that I recommend to a lot of filmmakers. Okay, cool. It allows them to raise money uh, where it's tax free to the donor. Um, so they're really cool and they give film grants too from the heart productions Mm -hmm. yeah Um, so what would be your advice to someone coming up the ranks uh, as an actor about how to you know have a successful career like you have and you know I'm so happy for you that you're riding high you're on this great award-winning show up for emmy nominations yeah. and doing what you love and yeah. you know that really inspires people to i think be tenacious and know you know mm-hmm. if if they could do it so could i you know yeah
0: well i mean i i grew up in in Huntington park um and i and i did um <clears throat> which is local here to la <laughs> yeah, yeah southeast los South angeles and and I think, like, growing up, I was really uh, forced to be what what it was to be, like, the tip, you know, this is what we want you to grow up. And so I didn't have an upbringing where I was really...
1: Um, allowed um, to be yourself?
0: Allowed to be myself, but also um, my artistic, uh, maybe my artistic inclinations weren't... Um, Allowed
1: to be explored,
0: right? A lot of times, Um,
1: artists get stifled from their parents. Basically,
0: that's like kind of like what happens. So you could imagine, and so you know, this is their idea: is that I'd grow up and get married and have kids and do that whole thing. Well, that's very
1: much the Latin culture. Yeah, you know, a woman is supposed to do this and be this and whatnot. And so um, that's certainly a challenge for a lot of people in that culture. Definitely. Do you think it's changing? Do you think the Latin community is becoming more embracing and not? Having people just be put in that pocket. I mean, certainly people like yourself are helping to open Mm -hmm. their eyes to possibilities, right? Um, What do you mean like? like Well, is it still really ingrained in that culture or are they starting to open up and be a little bit more um, open-minded?
0: Um, with when it comes to LGBT or like when it comes, Wait, to, like or it being comes to or it comes to yeah like or that?
1: just like women you know being the little woman who has the kids and raises them or are they opening up to women being able to be. Successful and and have their own careers and, mm-hmm. and and well I think and LGBT like the whole thing. Are well I they mean I up? think
0: it's I mean I can't speak for everybody you know I know that I'm Latinx but I'm not on represent everybody so definitely not in my family that's the only one I could talk to talk about. Mm-hmm. There are definitely people that are like out there supporting, but I mean in bringing it up I mean I was just like this is something that for me um i grew up where it was like you know you don't talk about politics much you listen to the news and that's where you get your news so your 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 news and your information from and then also you know this is this is something that i felt passionate about i mean i also grew up with knowing that what was going on in cuba and that people were were like the people there were suffering like where they didn't have certain things that that we had so i know i have all i have things i have soap i have like these certain things so i would give my toys and i give it to cubans um and so i thought you know i don't know something that stuck with me and then also also growing up in in, in argentina going and living there also seeing that people were involved in and there were they were involved in politics that they voted like that it was a whole other system <clears throat> and knowing that it's like interesting to learn that as a at a younger going, hmm, why do they do it differently? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like a way for me to be like, okay, this is different. But when I w- wanted to to explore that, it wasn't something my family wanted to explore. They didn't want to talk about anything. So I was like, okay. So growing up in that, I had to find my own voice. Even though I grew up in that, I would go to Argentina and see women, you know, be powerful, or speak up, um, and be the ones and that inspired strong boys. you. That is like what. So yeah. these kinds of things were really important. And then you know, but once I got into college, I was like, I went to Rio Hondo. I wanted to get Far away from my house and from like not as far away from my house, but far away from my my school. Um, And I didn't want to go to like where people went. So I was like, all right, I need to like be free from uh, persecution um, because I went to Catholic school. And so I wanted to explore um, my sexuality as well. I wanted to be who you are, be authentic. Yeah, be be me instead of like.
1: Yes. The happiness mm-hmm. is in being authentic. <coughs> Excuse me. You know? Yeah, so yeah. so
0: then I, I decided I started taking like different courses of theater. Like mm-hmm. theater 101. That was the only theater I took. And then I took like philosophy and all that stuff. And then I got inspired. And I wrote, you know, I saw John Lewis and then I started writing. I wrote yeah. my first One Woman show. Um and one and, and it was like fifteen minutes. It was like uh like kinda true, kinda not. And I thought it was cool. And then it was like, you should write. And I was like, really? And so I started writing. I started exploring. Yeah. My mom was like, no, you know. But I, because I thought there was other people like me, this theater really helped me, yeah. really saved me because I was like, I'm not going crazy. Right. Like, sometimes, sometimes people we create stay up to our late support Creating system. stuff. Like, yeah. it's not
1: just me, Mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's great that you had that theater family around you to encourage you to bring out your well, gifts. Well, I
0: mean, yes, in a way, in the, like, that, you yeah. know, I had... Like, uh, great, uh, like, Bill Corr, you know, from Rio Hondo. But, like, there was other, like, the students, sometimes the guys were so jealous that oh, it was yeah. so toxic that they, you know, it was, like, really hard to do improv mm-hmm. with them because, you know, they would, like, always try to, they would get jealous. Yeah. They would try to, like, you know, talk about stuff that degrade me. So things like that when it comes to, and then to be able to be free, you would think in the theater that there would be more, like, open LGBTQ you know, I hate people, yeah. but it was like very machista guys. Yeah. So that was really well, a big challenge. That's kind of Hollywood. That's Hollywood. Yeah, and then there's you know that whole it's mostly thing about men directors too. and exactly. writers, so and so it's giving me a taste of yeah. how it is. And it, you know what? I'm like grateful for things because it said, yeah. no, I'm not gonna do that. No, you're not right. No. So then I created my own stuff, and I, I said, love I don't care. You're not casting me. I'm gonna. I know that I could even grow as an actor. You know, I could do this, and I and then I just kept doing it. Yeah. Like I just kept going. And I kept doing it because I just—that was the only thing I had, like
1: the yeah. show. Like I just knew there was you a know, solo
0: show, and that's it. I just hung onto
1: it. I can't, Im- <laughs> I can't imagine you not being yourself mm-hmm. and not writing and not acting. If you mm-hmm. took all those things away from you, you wouldn't be the beautiful person you are today, right. doing this magnificent work that inspires people. So. What a great message. Be exactly who you are, your authentic self, and do what your gifts are, your yeah. God-given you gifts. You have to be creative and, instead and, of
0: destructive because, yeah. like, when you don't have those those tools to be able to even be who you are,
1: mm-hmm. then what are you left to be who you're not? So it's exactly. like, you know what I mean? And in doing this, uh, being yourself and doing what you love, your gifts, it makes you so happy. I mean, I can oh, see, yeah. you know, you're just bursting with joy about... Being on the show, doing what you love, and that's really the message I think. And you're you're walking the walk and talking the talk, and oh, that's you. a beautiful thing. Thank you, Catherine. Yeah. Appreciate that. What, uh, we're going to wrap up, and I just want to say, what would you like people to get from the show? I want them to tune in uh, on Stars. Uh, it's called Vita. It's really cutting edge. Mm-hmm. It's very timely. Because uh, it's set with a Mexican community mm. here in Los Angeles, uh, it's about love and loss mm. and LGBTQ um, uh, issues too, and it's it's really riveting. And I hope people will turn in; they're really going to love it. It's yeah. really captures you. I get what would you like?
0: I just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, I l- but um, I, love that. I mean, I, I really that's am right. appreciative to be in this role yeah. in this position to be in this show. That's so. Um, historic, <laughs> it I'll is. It's historic. amazing and cutting um, edge. Yeah, yeah, and I feel that I want. You know, when people see it, see it, they're gonna, like you said, they're gonna be pulled right in, and it's really like about, you know, it's a Latinx people, and, and 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 it's about LGBTQ queers, you know, and and so I want what I would like. I guess it's so hard to say because it feels like, um, you know, to to be able to to connect, like, you know, to connect to the story and just go on the ride. Just go on the ride. Um, and uh, I think your hearts and your minds will open up and be better for it. Um, and I also think that, um, you know, I think that people that are going through a lot of struggles will see the show and see they're not alone. So it will be a great cathartic experience and journey for the audience, no matter, you know, your background. But specifically, if you're LGBTQIA, and uh, specific if you're Chicana, Chicanx, Latinx um it'll definitely uh feel that we're right there with you you are
1: not alone uh and we are in it together and, and i have to tell you even if you're not any of those mm-hmm. like i've loved the show so mm-hmm. great show thank tune you. in at stars <laughs> vita v-i-d-a uh sarah thanks for being on you're such a oh, beautiful person <laughs> and uh and very inspiring thank you <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in we'll see you next wednesday at noon make it a great week hugs and happiness Oh,